Isaiah chapter 50. Thus says the Lord, where is your mother's certificate of divorce with which I sent her away? Or which of my creditors is to whom I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquity, you were sold. And for your transgressions, your mother was sent away. Why, when I came, was there no man? Why, when I called, was there no one to answer? Is my hand shortened that it cannot redeem? Or do I have no power to deliver? Behold, my rebuke! I, by my rebuke, I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a desert. Their fish stink for lack of water and die of thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness and make sackcloth their covering. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. Morning by morning, he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to those who strike and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. But the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is, it, who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord Yahweh, God, helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Behold, all of them will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Who among you fears Yahweh and obeys the voice of his servant? Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Behold, all you who kindle a fire, who equip yourselves with burning torches, walk by the light of your fire and by the torches that you have kindled. This you have from my hand. You shall lie down in torment. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Deez, welcome to Isaiah. Man, we I feel like we just jumped into Isaiah. You know, um, this is this is kind of a good classic text. I mean, it really if you had to say if you had to if somebody said like what is uh, prophetic literature like, um, I think this is like a, yeah. kind of a good place to go. Oh, totally is. Um, and so a lot of times the prophets are helping Israel understand their sin and the consequences of their sin, but the prophets are also giving the people of Israel hope and mm -hmm. hope in God's covenant to love. Now, what starts to be introduced here in Isaiah and what we're dipping into here is that the way that God's covenant to love is going to manifest itself to the people of Israel is through this servant mm -hmm. um, that we start to understand that is obedient, that suffers, that struggles. And, uh, and so a very, very important passage, I think, really to understand how God brings about redemption in the Bible. And, and really, I would say um, this, this idea that is sort of, you know, certainly clarified in this passage, um, obviously, we're going to see over the next few days is, is clarified all the more. But um, it becomes obviously the very, very central part of our faith that the suffer, the, the servant that suffers, the servant that is obedient, 
is actually God himself in the second mm -hmm. person of the Trinity in Jesus the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we've been studying, a, a, you know, it's a, we're kind of in an interesting moment in the life of our church right now where we've been in Colossians thinking a lot about um, the worth, the um, glory, the wonder, um, the weightiness of Jesus, mm -hmm. the image of the invisible God, Absolutely. full nature of God in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, we're actually about to to kind of pivot though. Th this coming Sunday, we'll, we're starting a new series. Can't wait. I know, but we're coming back to Colossians. A mini series. It's a mini series. Yeah. It's a little breather, you know? Mm -hmm. You ever, uh, you know, like this morning I, I did my old man workout. And uh, we love the old man workout. I know. And we had like this big shoulder thing. And I was like, are the kind of the leader's eye. And I was like, why don't we do this pull thing before we do another shoulder thing? I was like, I got to give my shoulders a breather. Yeah. And so that's where I'm, you know, I got to give the folks a breather from Colossians. Yeah, and so yeah. we're going to jump over Keep to Matthew. But the point I'm trying to make here is that um, we're going to be in Matthew 25, which is a very interesting passage. Um, where it talks about how to identify with Jesus. Who are the people that identify with Jesus? And uh, interestingly, the people that identify most with Jesus are the people who suffer. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of the servant who obeys and then suffers, mm -hmm. uh, it, it becomes very central, obviously, in biblical literature. So, yeah. yeah, what are your thoughts on the passage? Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot in our circles about uh, the idea of typology, which is, you know, these characters that we see in the old testament like abraham or david or moses whoever are types of christ you know they're kind of uh these like prototype figures who embody aspects of jesus's ministry um that jesus will fulfill more perfectly and one that you know i don't think i've heard talked about is isaiah being a type of christ in his actual prophetic ministry and this little stretch of Isaiah is interesting because in some ways it does seem autobiographical and, and the prophets have these moments, Jeremiah is another big one, where they speak of the opposition they face. But what's interesting is this servant of the Lord that's talked about uh, in some instances seems to be autobiographical of Isaiah being God's servant in Judah before the Babylonian exile. Right, yeah. But then... There's also this forthcoming servant, you know, the Isaiah 53 servant, who is clearly not, you know, Isaiah is not talking about himself. And it's much more third person. It's much more prophetic, forward looking. And so I think we can look at this and see both Isaiah sort of as this model of what Jesus is going to fulfill. And then we can see Jesus and how we are actually called into this life. And, you know, for example, I think verse five outlines this idea of perfect obedience. The Lord has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. I turned not backwards. And then verse six is really striking image. I gave my back to those who strike and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard, which, you know, was this right. ancient kind of disgrace method. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. And so that's, of course, a, a powerful image we can think of the scourging of Jesus, the shaming of Jesus. Yes. But what's powerful is in the next verse, he says, but the Lord God, but Yahweh God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. And I think that gives us an amazing, you know, paradox that we are called to in the Christian life, which is sort of this 
willingness to give ourselves to disgrace while also knowing that we are fully exempt from disgrace. You know, what's interesting about this passage too is there's a little bit of a parallel between kind of Israel, the imagery that, that is at the very beginning here of the mother being sent away in divorce or the creditor to be sold. Like So, you know, a couple a month ago or so, we were obviously in this series, Life in Babylon. We talked a lot about this idea of exile. Um, and even in the last sermon of that series from 1 Peter 2, you know, he said when the people were in exile, um, at least the best of those people of Israel, mm-hmm. they were able to be faithful because why? They realized, they remembered God has sent us into exile. Mm-hmm. He is doing this. Mm-hmm. And he will redeem us. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the text goes here. You know, it starts off talking about the, the woman that sent away in divorce. But then God says, is my arm too short? Like, can, do you not think I can reach you? Do you not think I can deliver you? Do you not think I can redeem you? And, you know, then, of course, we see that same kind of language among the the suffering servant. The Lord helps me. The Lord keeps me from being disgraced. Mm-hmm. And again, you can't, I can't help but think about Jesus and what he endured. He suffered for us. God redeemed him. God restored him. God brought him back to life. Mm -hmm. We in Christ will be redeemed, will be restored, will be given a life. We are not punished by God. Now, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean, obviously, that we won't suffer in this age, just like this suffering servant does. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does mean that the Lord helps us and that he will redeem us and that we can never ultimately be disgraced. We can never ultimately face, you know, the second death. Absolutely. And I love the uh, the call that Isaiah lands in this sort of section, which is, who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? And of course, we should aspire to be the people who can raise yeah. our hands. And then here's the command for, for whoever would answer to that call. Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Mm. And so just as this servant has relied on the Lord and, you know, in one sense, it's Isaiah, but in a much fuller, richer and truer sense, it is Christ. We, we see this paradigm that's built in the first part of the chapter, which is I rely on the Lord and so I can face disgrace with confidence and joy. And so the call for us is let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. That's good. And I think that's just such an amazing and potent place for Isaiah to to land this passage. Such a helpful passage. We've got uh, a lot more. We're we're gonna be in Isaiah again tomorrow. So uh, for Will Carlisle and Jason Dees, we'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.